good to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Welcome to episode 268 of the Daves I Know podcast. We are T-minus six, five days until the season opener in Dallas, in Frisco. Um, this will be the sort of the Loons preview podcast. Just so everybody understands, we're going to talk basically about the Loons. We've talked pretty much about them a couple of times so far. There's not a ton of new, new news or whatever in terms of previews and things like that. But we'll give you our general feels about the team what we kind of expect for the year. Uh, we'll preview the game against Dallas. We'll obviously talk about the city and Aurora, but then next week we'll actually do sort of a, a little mini preview of all of the potential of the Western conference and Eastern conference opponents uh, that, that Minnesota United will be playing this year. So talk a bit about maybe a, a player or two from each team, the teams that we're excited to watch um, teams are excited to see come to Allianz places, the, the teams we might, the games we might go to next this coming year. So, We'll do a little more of that next week, so a, sort of a, a slightly bigger preview of the, the, the season generally. But tonight, we're just going to focus on the Loons. Hope that works well for everybody. We do have a game excited five days, so we'll preview that game coming up against FC Dallas as well. With me to do that, as always, we have uh, our esteemed co-host, MJ. How are you doing, bud? I'm doing great. Um, I'm actually coming to you from the other side of the St. Croix this evening in enemy territory, otherwise known as Wisconsin. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's not not an enemy territory for Anna, for my wife and her family, but I respect that. We also have Jess. Jess, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm feeling kind of sleepy tonight, like with the storm coming in and I'm like in my hunker down sort of, um, uh, what do I call that? Hibernation. Yes. Clearly. Well, if I was if we were smart, I would have we were recorded a three-hour podcast tonight so that you had plenty of time to, to listen to stuff during this the two feet of snow we're gonna get this this next week. But we are not recording a three we're not recording a three-hour podcast tonight. Hopefully we're gonna keep it to about an hour. So we've been um, pretty good. We have. Let's let's try and keep that streak going. Okay. You never know how long my pod ramps are gonna last, though, Ziller. That is true. That is very, very true. So Okay, before we jump into our very abbreviated preview, uh, there's some Minnesota United news, uh, team, tendentially team-related news. The Loons finished their preseason with uh, losses to both San Jose and Vancouver. Uh, San Jose last week, Wednesday, I believe, and Vancouver on Saturday, which means they finished uh, 1-4-1 uh, on the preseason. Uh, not great. But again, it's preseason, so not, uh, you know, I'm not, no one should be too concerned with results in the preseason. I think we should be a little more concerned about um, certain players we'll talk about in a little bit uh, not being there, um, as well as some, well, you can talk a bit about some of the different formations and stuff, but anything, I mean, I didn't watch any of the highlights from these games. Did you guys get a chance to 
see any of the of the goals or anything. I saw one thing I did see is that Carlos Leatherman, uh, 17-year-old MNUFC2 player, was the one who drew a penalty in the game against San Jose, which was awesome. That was uh, converted by Mender Garcia. And that game, actually, the Loons played their basically their their second team uh, against the San Jose first team. Uh, ended up losing four to one, so kind of got uh, curb stomped on that one. But they were losing only two to one at halftime, which was really was was pretty good. And like I said, uh, Leatherman playing as a midfielder, which is not normally the position that he plays in, drew a penalty in the first half. Usually, he's uh, right back, I believe, and but right. I call him the multi tool. Not because just because of his name, but because he can do a little bit of everything, and he's got such a so- great soccer IQ for his age. And yeah, I feel like he can play midfield, uh, especially in that center midfield. Yeah, I watched him play once with the with the twos uh, last year, and then we went to the All Star game. Then the MLS Next Pro All Star game was up at the Nessie, and saw him play with that team too. So he's a he's a fun player to watch, and obviously someone to keep an eye out for. Um, for the team this year. And, and you know, he might get some time with the first team, but he definitely will get a lot of playing time with uh, the MLS, the, the Minnesota United FC2 team, which they have not dropped the schedule for that yet. So as soon as they do, definitely, those are fun games to go to. Um, they play some of the games at Allianz, some of the games at the Nesty. I think it kind of depends on the season, whether the field is accessible and things like that. So definitely and check that out. And whether the senior team is bringing their twos along and is coinciding for a back-to-back sure yes that makes sense that, yeah yeah exactly so uh, uh yeah, go ahead i just want to say that uh from the preseason results just based on the results i've heard a lot of negativity like my colleague at soda soccer pointed out that there are um you know only one win zero wins in coachella and that we have scored no goals from the run of play all our all of our goals have been pks so while this is concerning, it's not that surprising considering that Adrian Heath likes to play his starting lineup a lot in the preseason rather than take a look at other players. And this year, he's forced to look at other players. And to his credit, he didn't even have to play the second team, and he did. So he's not even playing, you know, he's not even just going into the depth of our senior team roster. He's playing the, the twos which to me is showing that Heath can turn over a new leaf. Okay. Okay. Let's not, uh, let's not get too crazy here. So some other Minnesota soccer related news, uh, the Minnesota, the Wonderwall, the umbrella organization for the SGs is, ho- is having, they had their summit last week, talked about that uh, last week. And then uh, elections are ongoing. They end tomorrow night or Tuesday night, if you're listening to this tom- uh, tomorrow, uh, Tuesday night, the 21st at uh, midnight at 11.59. So if you haven't uh, vote and you have not yet voted, you should have got an email on Thursday. Um, if you did not get an email, you do not have a vote. And you can always get those votes in the future. Um, we open the – you have to have a share. Uh, in addition to being a member of the of a, of a Wonderwall supporter group, either through your season ticket or as a standalone member – you also need to own a share of the GBC. Um, it's a $25 one time. You have a lifetime share and you can vote in all the um, elections every year for that $25 share. So um, if you're interested next year, if you have questions, I, again, I'm on the Wonderwall board, happy to answer any questions or elections related at any time. So so if you got an email and you have not yet voted, please vote. 
those are it's really important. We are electing four new members to the board. So our four four open positions, one person running for re-election, then we have, we'll have three. Um, in addition to that, we have five other people who are running for, and six total for all four seats. So it's really cool. Zeller, I don't want you to give a, a full uh, biography um, of, you know, or a, you know, a VH1 but behind the supporters group, you know, type of feature. That's not what we're looking for. But like, could you just rattle off who's running and what affiliate they are or no? Um, I won't do that. It's it's on the if you got an email, um, I'll say there are there are dark clouds running. Uh, there are Redlands running. Um, there are people who are um, have affiliated that I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there's anybody from specifically from t &E running. Um, but there's someone from need, the Thunderwall running. There's something, yeah, somebody from Thunderwall is running. Um, and it's just, it's a really good, I think, I'll, I'll, the only thing I'll say is that it's a really good group of people. Um, all six of the people who are running would make really good board members. I, I don't have a preference one way or the other. Um, I just, we have a really good slate of, of, of people running. And I think that is, that's important. Last year when I ran um, for the first time, there was only three people for three spots. And so I think it's important that we have, you know, contested elections generally to keep everybody, um, you know, sort of engaged and focused and having six people for four spots is really good. So that's all I'll say about that. Um, feel free to find me somewhere else and I'm happy to, to chat, but in, in, in the terms here as a, as a member of the board, I'm gonna abstain from saying anything else other than I'm very excited about the, the slate of candidates that we have running and all six would be great if, if you know, any combination of the four elected would be awesome, so. I mean, th this is great news for the pod and for our listeners because in previous years, even though there are only three position people running for three spots, you have not given the seller seal of approval for all three candidates. <laughs> so um, maybe not last year, but in previous years. So I, I think you saying we got six good candidates, but there's going to be competition. There's going to be uh, people vying for just three spots is good for the Wonderwall. Yeah, I agree. So. All right, moving on. We teased it last week, but it was officially dropped on Friday, the Northern Lights kit. Uh, funnily enough, it was leaked by, by MLS uh, about four hours before uh, Minnesota United was going to do their big kit reveal at the store, at the black and blue store. So they had to scrap their plans and then, um, and then release it and open the store early. So best laid Thanks, plans. MLS. Of, yeah, they were worried about uh, some people um, dropping, you know, breaking the news and, and, and you know, beating them to the punch. And yet they uh, they were they were co-opted by their own their own league. So um, I don't I'm going to try not to laugh, but I wonder it is how our front office hilarious. talks about MLS front office. Yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, anyway, so the kit generally I'll give my if you follow me on Twitter, I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, at least definitely not at the, when I first saw it, you know, leaked and then the, the actual pictures of it, I did get a chance to see it in person. It does look much better in person as they typically are, you know, typically I want to do. Um, it, I mean, it, to me, some people have also mentioned this, it kind of looks like the printer ran out of ink. Um, I like, <laughs> I like. It does look very CMYK. Yeah. I, I really wish they would have just kept the blue at the bottom um, and then sort of had the, I mean, it just all it just that white part that's at the bottom, they just make that blue. Then it's like the Aurora, the, the Aurora Borealis is reflecting off of the lake, which would be a really cool, 
you know, motif. And then the other thing I'm not a huge fan of um, is on the back is it's, it's just blank white. There's no, that front blue, pink, black does not go to the back. It extends to the arms and then the back, like the back panel, basically where the name and number is, is just, it's just white. So, mm. I mean, I'll give them credit. They, it's definitely not a, a typical Adidas template. They definitely were trying something. You have to give them credit for that. Um, I don't think so. I think they're riding Aurora's coattails. You know, I, I'll say this is that they, this, you know, the way that Adidas works on these kits is that there's like a three or four year lead time. And so three years ago, Aurora, it was not even a thing that existed. Right. So it's the, and but the, the fact, the problem is, is that they saw, theoretically, they saw the kits that Aurora put out and then they, they kept going with this kit. I think that is my biggest, that's my biggest issue. Like, I don't have a problem that they wanted to exactly. do an Aurora an Aurora kit, right? Like there's only so many things that you associate with Minnesota with that are like statewide and Aurora, the, the Aurora Borealis, Northern yeah. Lights, uh, Prince. I mean, there's, there's only, you know, what, three or four things. So like, you're, there's going to be some overlap and it's not, I don't want to, I don't think this should not devolve into a Minneapolis city. Oh, we did it first kind of thing. Right. Because you know, there's, no. there's, there's obviously lead time that, that needs to be in there. And you know, you, for, for what it, you know, for what it's worth, but I figure you look at, the kits that Aurora put out and you then you look at this kit that you're that you're designing last year and you're like man maybe we should change things up a little bit and which or I don't man maybe was, their concept of oh you know northern lights is way cooler than ours <laughs> yeah I don't I'm not gonna we're not gonna I'm not gonna get into the the neither here nor there the cool I say that the looking at it like looking at it and holding it in my hands up close um the piping on the side the black piping um there's actually like a raised it says La Tau de Nord on it which I think is really cool Mm-hmm. The and then they decided to go with the, wait, uh, the different. Wait, let's go to our French expert, Jess. What does Le Trois de Nord mean? It's the North Star. Yay! Yeah, and then um, the uh, they went with a slightly different ha- uh, badge. They they went to a the bear the bare bones badge. Um, mm-hmm. No, with no, you know, no, no shield, no river, um, just a loon. So I no think it's cut and no star. I think there's a star on the back on the uh, collar in the back I think actually that's where the star that's where the star lives so anyways it's it's definitely interesting it's definitely not sort of like and if you look at all of the MLS kits this is not the worst MLS kit that was produced this year um, oh god no oh hell the no Dow- the Dallas the Dallas fire the Dallas FC Dallas one was pretty bad and the um the puppy the Purina uh pinstripe kit was also pretty bad so like not my favorite kit. Um, I think this one will probably grow on me as as we see the team playing it a little bit more. Um, I, I just wish that either they had done the Aurora blue, pink, black all the way across uh, to the back and or mm-hmm. just made the front blue um, underneath the sort of that, those black lines and stuff. That's those are my sartorial takes on it. Uh, MJ, Jess, do you guys have any any specific thoughts on the kit? Can I go first? Go ahead. Wait, I'm trying to so, look up. Who did you say was the worst, David? Oh, the 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 FC Dallas one is pretty FC bad. Dallas. Okay, I got to look then, that up. And then St. St. Louis City is also pretty bad, too. St. Louis City is, is atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. But you know what? It's their first year. Remember how we didn't like our first kit under Adidas? And it was just like, oh, yeah. We have all these other costs that we have to deal with being the first year in MLS. So... We're gonna save on the coal kit design thing and go really, really basic. Oh, oh, look how like much this is from Adidas template, and we're not gonna spend to modify much at all. I mean, 
So just have some empathy for them. You remember what it was like in 2017, or maybe you don't, but like we had a really, really bare bones kit that year. Um, and I think if you go back and look at it now, you will still have some nostalgia for that 2017 Minnesota United kit and say, hey, it wasn't that bad. Um, me personally, um, I have mixed feelings. I'm going to use that phrase again about this kit. There are things I really like about it. There's things I don't like about it. I really like that they tried to went and do something different. Um, I like that they went multicolor. Um, I do not like the sort of pastel um, palette that they went with or neon, maybe electric neon palette that they went with. Um, I really like the Minnesota blue, Minnesota gray, and Minnesota black. And I'm kind of really boring that way when it comes to Minnesota United themes. So I would have liked a something different, but a reinterpretation in that color scheme. Now, setting my personal biases aside, um, it's a great kit. But what the big news is, is what the MJ Anon parlor is just going back and forth about. And we have almost a schism on the MJ Anon parlor between those that say that Minnesota United's design team are trying to piggyback on the success of Minnesota Aurora and copy and try to not just copy the look or feel, but go far as to say, well, Aurora Borealis is the Northern Lights. We are going to call this the Northern Lights kit. And we are going to try to ride the coattails of the Aurora success as much as possible. And the other half say that is way too simplistic. That is way too much giving Minnesota United credit for doing something direct and successful. Like, <laughs> we know that Aurora was handing Minnesota United just buttloads of money, probably from George Soros. You know, just buttloads of money to say, hey, we need you to have an Aurora themed kit. Here's some ideas. This will like help drive Aurora sales. This will help in have more, more interest in Minnesota United and interest in Aurora. And, you know, it wasn't coming Minnesota United copying Aurora, but Aurora under the table trying to influence Minnesota United. So it's it's a mess right now. Like Ed on Parlor is is hard to be around, but like right now, it's really ridiculous because everyone's falling into one of these two camps. I just think that they, right, like Minnesota United had probably several concepts, right? Drawn up five years ago, four years ago, and they slowly weed them over time. And, you know, they picked one and, you know, I don't know the timing of it, but I think the fact that Aurora was very successful in their first year and got a lot of headline attention from, you know, sports organizations, uh, you know, sports coverage in the news. Um, it certainly didn't hurt that their idea or, uh, you know, marketing logo and color palette and vision board that they picked happened to be Northern Lights themed as well. I'm just saying, I think it's more subtle. I don't, but... I don't think they're gonna um, deny any sort of uh, uh, sort of casual relationship between the two, even though there's not a formal relationship between those two clubs. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, guys, it's it's we've we've 
we talked about this you know, every year when they release the kit, how frustrated we are with Adidas and the, the process. And this is the problem when you have uh, a single, you know, single entity and everybody uses the same, Templates. you know, temp. Well, I mean, the, the thing was, I'll say too, is that there's, it's not really a, a template that most of the teams use this year. This is actually one of the first years in quite some time where the, the kits are actually, you know, you look at them all side by side, there's actually, you know, quite different um so clearly they, they, they put some you know they have been listening now if they've i don't think they've fully taken in everything that you know mls fans across the league have said about how they should fix this stuff but the problem when you have one company doing the kits for tw- now 29 teams is that yeah some some will be much more interesting um some will be much less interesting and you just hope that every 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 other year, every three years, you get a you get an interesting kit. So, um, you know, you gotta you take what we can get, especially with the way things are right now. Um, I I mean, ideally, at some point in the future, um, they get off this single uh, kit manufacturer yeah. business and other. And it made me go- really glad I bought twenty twenty two for sure. Yeah, that uh, the teams can go with their own, but I don't see that happening anytime soon. So we have to kind of hopefully we got to fight the fight where we can fight it. Don't so. you guys want to know what my favorite one is? Which one is your favorite? Portland plaid. The Portland plaid one is pretty good. Um, I think the Bruce Lee kit from Seattle is pretty interesting. Uh, there's a few that I mean. So the, I mean, honestly, like I said, in the grand scheme of things, this year the kits are very the kits are much more interesting than they're not interesting. Um, like I said, there's not a, there's not a ton of of template there. Obviously, St. Louis City being sort of the the, the big whopping exception to that to that. But um, again, you know, it's a first year. I, you know, again, lead up time. And this is what they say, you know, I've talked, I've talked to kit designers. They, they're, they, they've said that this, they don't need this much time, but this is what the Adidas rules and templates are. So, you know, well, this, and this is the bed that the team, that the, that the, not even the team that the league has made. Um, right. and so we are beholden and the, and the team, not say we, but the team is beholden to do this. So, you know, give, well, I, when you I said, have a give, single source supplier and yeah. you have all the same machinery and you have all the same timelines, right? The season, it's one season for 29 teams or however many. No wonder they're only doing one kit a year because there's no competition because there's no vendor diversity. Uh, I mean, also one kit a year is good because I don't think, yeah, just putting out two kits a year would, would just be absolutely insane. And also, you know, in terms of like, especially for pocketbooks where people like to buy the kits, like having to buy two kits every year is um, not not great so well, it's anyways you have to you don't have to buy them every year let's let's move on um we're we're done with kit talk uh oh, wait, uh, I, I want to say something about other elements kits okay i i think uh the uh the all salt lake one is hor- horrendous the b the beehive state kit it's it's a weird shade of gold um i don't know what's going on there and I also like the Bruce Lee kit from Seattle as a Real Salt Lake colors kit. Like that's, <laughs> it looks like a Real Salt Lake kit. Um, yeah. Um, it, but if this means when they play Portland, I don't have two shades of green with a third shade of green for the pitch, just making my eyes wish I was blind, then, then great. I don't mind Chicago's. Oh, that yeah, one is different. It's, I don't know. I don't, I don't like. I don't like that one. I think if uh, that one would look a lot cooler if they put the Jepson Malort uh, logo on it. Um, but it's 
That one is, has the same runs of the same problems as Minnesota United, where this basically looks like it kind of ran out of printer ink. Um, yeah. So there, again, there needs to be a, a crest or a sponsor in the center. I don't know if they're waiting on that, but there yeah, needs to I be something. There, there's this really blank space there that's crying out for something. Yeah. All right, well, let's jump back over to actual Minnesota United players. Uh, Hassani Dotson finally fully back to training. Uh, he's 100% back in training. He played um, a little bit, I think 30 minutes uh, over the weekend. So he should be available this coming Saturday. Um, he'll probably not start. He'll probably come off the bench. But it looks like you know they're, they're sort of eyeing the home opener as maybe the game that he can start or go, go 60 minutes or so, hopefully. So that's, that's really awesome. Great to hear um, after that, his horrific injury last year. Um, you know, he didn't play hardly at all. So it'd be nice to get him back on the pitch. Uh, Kervin Ariaga and Joseph Rosales were back in Honduras working on green cards. Um, they get those that frees up a couple of international spots for the Loons, which is great because they are, I believe they are 100% tapped out on international spots right now. And if they're going to try and bring in any more players before the window is done in May. They'll need to, they'll probably need an international spot because the team and Adrian, he specifically said that they're not looking to bring any players in um, via trade within the league, but any, if any players that they're looking to bring in, they're looking to bring in from out of the league. Um, Kamar Lawrence, DJ Taylor still dealing with some nagging issues, uh, 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 injury issues. I believe Kamar Lawrence played on Saturday though. So sounds like he's probably good to go. DJ Taylor looks like he's still out for another couple weeks. Uh, they officially announced that the Loons will enter the 2023 U.S. Open Cup in the third round um, on either Tuesday or Wednesday, April 25th or 26th. Uh, if the Loons win, they will advance to the round of 32. Um, that will take place uh, May 9th or 10th. Uh, some other Minnesota United FC you know, youth news. Uh, Fernando Adi was officially named the uh, U19 head coach. Um, Adi... Um, most recently played with Minnesota United a couple years ago. That's where he finished his career. Uh, he played He played with Portland. He played with a bunch of different teams in MLS. Um, a well-respected MLS veteran. He was actually at the MLS. I think he was uh, an assistant coach last year. He was a volunteer coach. Um, but he has, was officially announced as the U19 head coach uh, last week, I believe. Wednesday or Thursday of last week. So good on him. Uh, the team also announced um, a, a couple other, the U15 you, I think you 12 coach as well as some of the training staff. Um, I didn't write everybody's name down. Fernando Adi being the one that people, um, MLS fans, Minnesota United fans might remember. So, uh, which is pretty cool. And then, as I mentioned, um, Lou, Adrian Heath and, and MJ, this is something kind of you alluded to Adrian Heath playing a full final starting 11. He, he made mention of that last week when he had some media availability, I believe on Tuesday morning. Um, that he promised that his 11, his final 11 would be as close to the starting 11 against FC Dallas as possible. Um, Miguel Tapias, uh, Tapias, <clears throat> excuse me, he had gone down to Mexico to finish his uh, immigration paperwork and get his green card, or get his, not his green card, but his visa. Um, he, so he missed the game. He missed the game against San Jose. Um, he was back, cleared to play. He went straight into the starting 11 next to Michael Boxall. Uh, I said, as I mentioned, Kamar Lawrence played as well as Zarek Valentin on the back line, um, which leads me to believe that DJ Taylor is, again, not 100% fit and that this will probably be your back line to start the season. Uh, in the midfield, Will Trapp, Robin Lude um, played as well as Malik Khan, uh, who is a Minnesota United FC 2 player. Um, 
I, I think there the speculation there is that Khan was playing while Kervin Ariaga was getting his green card. So um, they have to, like I said, Ariaga and Rosales had to go back to Honduras to to work on that. So presuming Ariaga is back um, this week, he will probably start in the midfield with uh, Robin Lude and Will Trap, uh, and then Amaria was up top with Franco Fragapane and uh, Holanguane on the wing. So that is more than likely what our uh, team is going to look like against Dallas, a 4-3-3 um, with Dane St. Clair and net. So you guys have any thoughts on that potential starting 11? I think it's fun to see how, or it will be fun since we didn't get seeing preseason games, how that 4-3-3 will morph into a Heath 4-2-3-1 at, uh, 4-2-3-1 at some point. Um, because it has that potential depending on the fluidity of that middle triangle. And it's not the worst formation or lineup that I've seen Heath throw out to try to solve issues where we have holes. So that said, uh, when we got Reynoso, our colleague Dan Wade said it was really obvious that if we were going to run Heath's 4-2-3-1, that we had a Reynoso-sized hole in our lineup and Reynoso filled that. Um, I will say, even though we had no chance at really keeping him, it would be nice to have an AZL Jackson to fill that Reynoso size hole right now, which we do not have. Man, if we hadn't traded that dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it, you know, we, we talked a little bit about, and we can talk what this kind of is a, is a great, is a good segue, but um, into the, the actual sort of season preview, uh, the Loons played in the preseason with several different kind of formations. They played the four, two, three, one. Um, this is a more of a four, three, three, um, a four. They played sort of like, again, we didn't see any of this, but, you know, just reading from uh, tweets and things like that, more of a four, four, two. Um, there has been talk with some of the depth that we have on our back line of potentially a three, five, two with obviously someone like Benitez, um, you know, being more attack minded versus wanting to play any defense whatsoever. Uh, you, that gives you some options um, to, to have two different formations, um, especially if, you know, you're uh, the guy that everything goes through. Um, Reynoso is not back with the team anytime in the immediate future. So, uh, and then finally, one thing I'll just mention is that if you haven't gotten, uh, if you haven't logged in and, and signed up and gotten your Apple TV, your Apple plus MLS subscription yet, um, you should definitely do that. If you are a season ticket holder, you should have got an email from the team. Uh, it's one per, per account, um, but I believe you can share your you can share that um, subscription with other people. Um, I think up to three or four or five other people. I'm not 100 sure exactly what that is, but yeah, you definitely want to get that it's all sorted um, so you can watch the games. Again, all the games will be on Apple Plus. I believe the first the first week all the games will be in front of the paywall, um, and then every every week going forward. They said there's going to be some games in front of the paywall. They did not say how many. Um, there's obviously still going to be some nationally broadcast games, but those will be like a simulcast. Um, everything will still be running through Apple, um, but occasionally there'll be a game on Fox or um, uh, Univision. So <clears throat> it's um, it's important um, if you want to watch the games. Otherwise, you can definitely go to uh, some of the watch party bars. I know Blackheart is going to try and have everything, but um we don't essentially know um 100 what how that's going to look like yet so and even west doesn't know yet and the season is literally uh five days away the other thing we don't know is how the playoffs are going to look 
um, we have speculation. Um, you know, we keep hearing that it's going to be nine teams with the eight and nine, uh, eighth and ninth place teams playing in a play-in game, and then um, a basically a um, up to three games in the first round, um, with then single elimination in the semi, the conference semifinals on. But again, nothing is confirmed yet. So, which is you know um, pretty important if you want to know um, and predict seasons um, whether or not. Should be seven playoff teams, eight playoff teams, nine playoff teams, whatever. But you know, who the fuck cares? It's uh just MLS. Uh all right. Anything else I missed? Otherwise, we can start talking about these the actual roster and some of our expectations for the year. Okay. Hearing hearing no complaints. Let's jump in. Um, we talked at the beginning or at the end of the season last year, sort of um the team, the players that they were let go. We talked a little bit um right after the World Cup about sort of overviewing the players, sort of uh, our, our saying our goodbyes. And we talked a little bit about some of the players we brought in. We haven't talked about every single player. But here are the main additions um, that are coming in for this year. From the LA Galaxy, we, we picked up Cameron Dunbar, a forward who's been playing a lot in the preseason. Uh, from Toronto FC, I think off of waivers, Daniel Henry, a center back. We be- picked up Clint Irwin as our backup goalkeeper after we let um, what's-his-face walk away. Uh, Ryan Jiba was drafted from Union Omaha, or not from Union Omaha, but he was drafted and we, we acquired his rights from Union, Union Omaha. He is a sort of a left fullback. Another center back, Mikhail Marcus, uh, from a team in the second division of Sweden. I'm not going to pronounce the name. Um, Miguel Tapias, uh, center back from Pachuca. Um, Zarek Valentin from Houston Dynamo, right fullback. And then uh, Tane Oluwese. Uh, who's drafted. Uh, he's a forward as well. He more likely will play a lot of minutes with MNUFC too, but I can definitely see him getting some time with the first team as well. So of those players, MJ, who stands out to you as a, as a potential? I mean, you know, brought in a lot of players. You didn't bring any, anybody that I immediately, you know, if we had a full complement of our players would step in and start. Um, I I think obviously Mikel Tapias will, will start right away because of the, um, injury to Debasi, but we didn't really bring in an impact starter from any of these players potentially. Um, Dunbar's young, um, obviously Jiba and uh, Oluwese are young, but who of these guys uh, really stands out to you? Uh, obviously, Miguel uh, Tapias, uh, just because he's from Liga MX, um, it's not that far away, and the skill level. And in some ways, Liga MX fans don't give, don't hate him here. It's just a easier transition going from Liga MX to MLS than it would be necessarily from some European clubs. So um, I think that will. We need depth at center back. Uh, Bruce McGuire has been calling for this um, ever since he thought uh, Michael Boxall should be number a number three center back um, until we had. Michael Parra, uh, you know, Bruce McGuire didn't think any of our starting, our center backs were starting quality. So uh, I disagree with that. I think Michael Boxall is a great starting center back. We just need more depth there. And so the other um, Michaels, if you will, the um, Mikhail um, Marquez from Sweden and Miguel Tapias uh, will provide great depth there. I hope both of them get playing time. Um, not saying they should get 
you know, just leapfrog in front of Coleman right away. But I think they will prove to be very good when we need to sub in a center back because someone's tired or injured or whatever like that. I think that center back depth has been sorely missed. Um, and Donald Henrik too, like just, again, a good depth piece, um, knows the league. When you bring in someone from the league, they know the attackers on the other team. They, they know how they play. So I think that's invaluable as well. And as you know, I really like defense. So if any of these guys don't play well, you know, I'll be all up in their face about it. Yeah, the uh, that was the – I mean, obviously, you look at one, two, three, four, five, five other players they brought in, um, not including Clint Irwin, our defenders, right? <clears throat> Yeah. We've had we had a, a very big problem when the bossy went down last year. I don't think we kept a clean sheet after that. Um if we barely won ga- a game after <clears throat> the bossy went down, which I believe was like <clears throat> late August. Um Marquez is uh is young. Um you know, Henry's still young, obviously Jiva's young. Um Zurich Valentin, obviously, get to your point about defenders uh who know the league. He's been around for a long time and he knows the defenders in the league. Um Jess, I you I know you have some thoughts on Zurich Valentin. Pretty sure shit is what I've been giving this guy since I first laid eyes on his pretty little man bun head. And I can't say that I'm impressed or excited to see his face on my pitch. (laughs) This one's going to be a hard one for me, guys. Like, I don't know... Is this an intervention or are, are we on candid podcast camera? <laughs> always, always. Um, wait, wait, wait. This is a perfect opportunity for me to introduce him to the barber, a very good barber in my life. <laughs> well, we'll make sure someone Zarek, will Zarek, Now that Minnesota United is listening you, to this podcast, I just want to say, you hear that? Tell Zarek Valentin, Jess has a barber for him that will improve his hair style immensely. Welcome to my house. Let me get you a haircut. Yeah. Jess, I think- don't mess with the hair. Her hair game is on the next level. So, Zarek Valentin, if, if you want your hair to be on the next level, and like Jess, not a mess. You know better, why I also better cut the tress. Is, if you know what I mean. Listen, MJ Money. Relaxed. I also remember him because my first boyfriend in seventh grade, he had Valentine in his name. Mm. Surname, actually. All right. There you go. Um, Tin and Tide, I know they're not the same. Anytime he starts from Minnesota United, do do I need to, like, if I'm retweeting the starting lineup, do I need to put trigger warning, Jess? No, please don't. Someone just named say, Valentine, you know, starting, starting from Minnesota. Just expect me to mention his hair. It's Hairgate 2023. When does it come off? All right. Well, we all know the West Berdine is okay. a very, very popular hairstyle Let's, and powerful. All right. Very good. Sartorial choices, uh, hair notwithstanding. Uh, the, the big question for this team is where the goal is going to come from, um, especially with Reynoso out. <laughs> the, you know, Patrick Wea is should be coming back. Uh, he did play, you know, he got hurt early on last year. Bongi was really coming into his own before he kind of faded at the end of the season. You know, Robin Lude can score goals, but he'll be playing more, 
presumably more, you know, as an eight, uh, as opposed to on the front line there. Amari is back for another year. Mender Garcia, I think we all, we, you know, he came in late last season and he's still young. I believe he's only like 24 years old. So, you know, we've definitely seen most players come, especially coming from outside of the U S take a and especially attackers, take a little bit to, to, to get used to the, the um, physicality of the league, um, the pace of play, the, you know, all the travel, everything like that. So, you know, we really, you got to hope that, you know, Mender Garcia takes a big step forward. Bongi takes a big step forward. Robin Lude keeps playing out of his ass that, you know, Franco Fragapane doesn't racially abuse people on the pitch um, that, you know, Dunbar maybe steps in and, and like I said, Patrick Wea. Uh, so there's a lot of suffice to say, and this kind of leads us to our prediction kind of, we can sort of make some predictions here. We need a lot of shit to go right in the attack uh, for this team to be anywhere near the sixth place team that they were last year in the Western conference. Right. Um, I don't expect that uh, Seattle is going to miss the playoffs again. I don't expect that sporting Kansas city is going to have another crappy year. Um, obviously bringing in St. Louis city, you know, that they should be a team that we should be able to beat. Um, you know, we'll, and we can talk more about it next week, but I don't think Colorado got much better. But I think, you know, especially without Reynoso, Minnesota got, you know, their defense got better. Yes. Their attack definitely did not get better. Um, now, you know, you could argue that without Reynoso, their attack is pretty much, you know, the same as it was last year without Reynoso. You hope that Garcia, like I said, that Mender Garcia can take a step forward. Amaria can get closer to his goal scoring form that he was in for the, you know, that three weeks before the pandemic. Um but again, those are big, big ifs for this team, and they need a lot of things to go right. Uh, they, they, I think, if Minnesota United does well, there's going to be a lot of one nothing, two one, two nothing games. You're going to need Dane St. Clair to stand on his head uh, often this year, which he did. You know, he did for a good chunks of the of the year last year, especially at the beginning of the season. But I think we're definitely going to need uh, Dane St. Clair and to stand on his head and, and the defense to not make stupid mistakes, um, which they have known to do in the past. But we've also seen this, de- this team play really good defense too. So it's not out with that, you know, it's not outside of their own possibility, but again, I think a lot of things are going to have to go right for Minnesota to even get, even be, you know, in that bottom half of the, of the playoff picture this year. MJ. Yeah. You just hit the nail on the head. Where are the goals going to come from? Robin Lude cannot, play in five places at once and know how he thinks and cut and pass and move and progress the ball all by himself. He needs other teams to kind of think like him and be on the same page as him. And that chemistry might happen. And we might be able to, without having a dynamic playmaker, get some team chemistry and progress the ball rather than with one person beating three people, but with a collective team and, and passing and moving the ball but the problem with that strategy is I haven't seen Keith make that work in all the years he's been here. So now would be a great time for him to show that, show me that he can play team football, that he can progress the ball forward and create goal scoring chances in the attacking third, not with a single playmaker that attracts a lot of attention and, doing that, but, but with an entire team. Now, 
that's the task they have ahead of them. I'm excited to see if they can do it or not. Indeed. Jess, anything else that you want to add before we do our predictions? Nope. Okay. All right. So the uh, MLS, the realtors uh, have, uh, you're not predicting a a pretty good season for Minnesota. In fact, um, most of the people predict Minnesota missing the playoffs um, anywhere from 10th to 13th uh, with one, one lone exception. Uh, Kalen Kyle expects the team to finish fifth in the Western conference. And I'll give you one guess as to the reason why that is the case. And you don't have to actually, you don't actually have to guess. David, David Zeller, remind me who Kalen Kyle is married to again. Uh, She's married to Harrison Heath. So, um, Oh, Adrian, he, Adrian Heath's oh, daughter-in-law. Who, who scouts for what team? Oh, she really works for the front office. She doesn't work for the front office. She is not associated with the, the team. Um, she's just married to somebody who's associated with the team. Uh, so, hey, it, I would love, I would love to be to, for her to be right and everybody else to be wrong. That would be an amazing thing. That'd be that'd make a really great season. We're not uh, as much as some people like to think that we hate this team and we're ragging on this team. I want nothing more than this team to to prove me wrong, to be really good, for everybody to gel. Um, however, I just don't see it happening. I don't think we're going to be as bad as 13th in the Western Conference. I think we're going to be somewhere between – I think we'll be fighting for that last playoff. Assuming it's a nine-team nine playoffs, I think we'll be fighting for that last playoff spot. Um, and I think we'll end up outside of the playoffs this year, which, you know, considering – first time. First time since 2018, um, we have not made the playoffs. Yeah, so we have the longest playoff streak in the Western Conference right now. So, I mean, there, you know, that's something you said for that. You know, we get bounced in the first round most times. But, you know, we still, you know, the team has consistently made the playoffs. Um, and so did those chief people. <laughs> you know, third time was the charm. So, so yeah, but I, I don't think, I think we'll, I think we'll just miss out, unfortunately. Um now this is this is all prefaced by Ray not coming back. Um, if Ray comes back relatively soon, uh, say you know within the first month of the season, I definitely and then think he'll just get hurt and we won't have him for playoffs anyway. So I I don't be don't be just a negative Nancy Jess. Um, I don't <laughs> I think if if we get Ray back and he, he's he's fully committed, um, I think this team could be a, as high as a, a four or a five seed in the, in the Western Conference. I just don't personally. I just don't see that happening. I just don't see him coming back. I think he's done enough to burn all the bridges. Um, oh, I think no. the team, the team has talked about him in, in a much different, um, in a like much what? different way. Catch me than up. They ha- I haven't been paying attention. Well, I just, you've, I mean, they've been, the, the team was very noncommittal about, um, about him, about, you know, his reasonings for not being here, which was very frustrating for fans of the team. Cause they just, they would say nothing. They would, they would say a lot of words and they wouldn't, they those words won't actually say anything, which is like right. kind, of, kind of the whole point, right? That's what they need to do. They're, they're, they respect, they're respecting his privacy or whatever. It wasn't until the last couple of weeks where the team, you could definitely tell with the quotes that, you know, whether it was Andy Greeter from the Pioneer Press or Jacob Schneider at Soda Soccer, that the team was frustrated with, um, with the situation that Reynoso had put the team in. So you definitely can tell that they're talking about it differently now um and rightfully so like i would be frustrated i'd be pissed off if my best so we player... haven't heard from him no one's heard from directly from reynoso um you know he's been pictured at you know uh amateur soccer games in argentina um he's been pictured in the clubs in, in cordoba 
but no one's actually heard specifically from him or from his agents, honestly. So, I, I mean, we can only speculate as to, to the reasoning why. I mean, obviously, I think he looked at the weather this week and said, two feet of snow? Fuck that shit. I'm not coming. Uh, I think that's <laughs> not giving Ray enough credit. I don't know. It's uh, it just it's a frustrating thing. And again, we don't. No one knows. So we can all we can do is speculate, which is you know, not. It doesn't help anybody because again, no, we're not. No. You know, we're not part oh. of him. And all, and all we can hear from the team. And it, the, I mean, the frustrating thing for a lot of us fans was the team just wasn't saying anything either. Um, whether and that was intentional, and and that's they have. You know, they're trying to play their cards as close to the vest as possible. But, you know, a month and a half of, of not saying anything gets really annoying um, and frustrating well, after a while as a fan base, too. So but goes back to is he safe? Is he sane? Is he like I worry for him as an individual, because even if he's methed or drugged out of his mind, you know, somebody should be keeping tap I don't, on him. I, I do not believe that's the case. And let's definitely not speculate. As that being the case at all. So um, I think a lot of us were, were thinking it might have something to do with the, you know, with the legal stuff. But again, we, we don't know. I just think we um, need to worry. I, for one, I don't think we need to worry. I, I am worried for his safety, regardless of what the team is saying about him or not, if no one has heard from him. You know, I don't. I don't want. I don't want to speculate any more than we already have. So let's just let's move on. Um, this isn't speculation. It's listen, me being concerned. Yeah, MJ. There, there, there is a larger frustration here that Zeller is kind of skirted around, and I don't want to get him in trouble. So I'll just come out and say it. And that is, when it comes to the balance of we need to play this safe because of legal reasons, or we need to play this safe because of we don't want to look bad from a marketing standpoint. And so we're just gonna say nothing because saying nothing is the safest thing or saying something like he's gone for personal reasons, which is very vague and could mean a lot of things. And so that is the safe route for a communications marketing standpoint, legal standpoint. There are a lot of good reasons why Minnesota United takes this approach. But when it comes to that and saying something interesting or giving the fans just a little nugget of, yeah, Heath talked to him last night and this is what he's going through. And we can't say anything more than that. Like just giving us a little tidbit that there's been some communication or what they know. Legitimate communication. They they always err on the side of saying nothing or saying something that amounts to about nothing. And it's very frustrating as a fan. So... Where do you think the team ends up, MJ? Either you can say uh, with, with Reynoso, with Reynoso, or just general. Um, so this is—I hate dichotomies, but we have two Minnesota Uniteds. One Minnesota United is, and this is like one A. Reynoso comes back relatively early in the season. One B is within the transfer window. They get a natural good playmaker number ten that can fill that Reynoso-sized hole in Minnesota's lineup. Um, either this transfer window or desperation mid-season transfer window. And they get that, and that changes everything. And if either of those things happen, they are fighting for one of those last playoff spots in the West. If neither of those things happen, then we have option two. We have Minnesota United, not two. We have the second option that I'm talking about, and that and that is they don't make the playoffs. And they are somewhere in that 11th, 12th spot in the West. Yep. Jess, how about you? What do you think? 
I think we make the playoffs and we get out in the first round as usual. All right. Uh, I don't cool. think it has anything to do with Ray or Mystery Man or I think that's just our fate. You have faith in Adrian Heath, huh? No, I said I think that's just our fate. It's uh, always to get in and get right out. Fair enough. Uh, I think, honestly, with the way things have been going, I think the team would take that at this point. So, uh, all right. Jess, you have some thoughts on the international friendly we got coming up this year <laughs> against FC Kaiserslautern. So, uh, um, give us your hot or not uh, thoughts on Kaiserslautern. Really hot. Their logo. I need some merch with their logo. It looks like one FCK. And visually speaking, um, it reads as one fuck to me. And I, it just entertains me to no end every time I see it. So I'm very excited for this year's International Friendly. <laughs> yes, uh, they're currently in the Bundesliga 2. Uh, they play St. Pauli um, in a couple weeks, I believe. Or they just played St. Pauli, actually, as a matter of fact. Um, and they're actually currently sitting in fifth place in Bundesliga 5. They're five points out of the third place playoff to get into Bundesliga uh, next year. So um, we're all, as much as it pains me to not, you know, to not see St. Pauli um, making the Bundesliga again for like the eighth year in a row, kind of hoping that Kajersauten goes on a run and either at least makes the playoff or makes, you know, knocks off, actually ideally knocks off Hamburg into the second spot in the, uh, in the promotion so that we can get actually this turns in from, from a Bundesliga Zwei team to a, a Bundesliga team that Minnesota United is playing. And these, these are part of you know, season tickets. Um, the Kaiserslautern uh, friendly match is part of your season ticket package. So you don't have to buy another, um, another, and then yes, to your point, just the, the one FCK logo does look pretty awesome. Does look like this is one fuck. And if you have, that's how many fucks that we all have to give um, with this team sometimes is, is one fuck. So yeah. uh, be, we want should... um, a dual logo merch. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, all right. Anything else on Minnesota United guys? Otherwise we can take a break and talk some lower league soccer. Okay. Well, like I said, we'll, uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we got Minneapolis City, we got Aurora, and we got the uh, preview, a very quick preview of the Minnesota FC Dallas game that's coming up on Saturday. So we will be right back. Stick around. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want you be who you like me to, but we both. And we are back. Uh, with that, we're going to jump into Minneapolis City. They, um, yes, last week actually announced um, they are joining a new, well, USL2 announced that they are joining a new division. Um, some of the same teams from last year, um, some new teams, going to be much more uh, regionally focused. Uh, the big, uh, sort of the two big takeaways in the MJL that you discussed, the teams, the two big takeaways are no Des Moines Menace and no Peoria, the top two teams in the in their division last year. Um, they're going to be focused more on uh, Milwaukee, 
uh, teams in Minnesota and then the Canadian team. So MJ, why don't you tell us who will be in the new division, the deep North division of uh, USL two. Well, our neighbors to the North are back FC Manitoba and the Thunder Bay chill. So those will both be on the schedule again. I hope the schedule when it comes out on Tuesday will include a away trip that can be, you know, extended week up, up, up North. Yeah. Don't you know? So I hope that happens. Obviously, Minneapolis City's in league. Our crosstown rivals, St. Croix Legends, are still in the same division, in the Deep North Division. Love that. And then we get to the new people. And what's great about this is these three new clubs also are putting a women's team in a division that we'll talk about later. So I love that these three clubs are coming in and they're putting in a team that will be a geographic rival with Minneapolis city, but they will also be a geographic rival to another club that we love. So Rochester FC that I want to say previously has just played us UPSL. I believe so. Yeah. There. Yeah. And uh, they are now putting their men's team into the USL league two. That's quite a big jump. So good, good on them. Um, this is not to be confused with med city and the NPSL longtime uh, Minneapolis city rivals in the NPSL. Uh, this is a different club in Rochester and they are uh, going to be probably competing with uh, med city for fans. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Um, USL league two is a high level play of UPSL. It's a higher level play of NPSL. So uh, that's going to be fun to see Rochester feel the team at that level. And it'll also be really fun if Minneapolis City and the Crows can kick their ass. Um, <laughs> also, really short away trips, right? Um, the next two teams that are coming into the division are both from Stand Up. If you hate Milwaukee, stand up. <laughs> Bavarian United, SC, one of the original rivals from when the first year Minneapolis City played in the Premier League of America. Um, I believe that's the name of it. So yep. when they were in that league, we had the very United on the schedule. They are back on the schedule. They come out of Glendale, Wisconsin, which is a North Milwaukee suburb. And not to exclude the South Milwaukee suburbs, we have RKC Soccer Club. That's Racine, Kenosha County, or counties, maybe, soccer club. And so we have another Milwaukee club, but from the South Birds, and they are joining as well. This is a fun, very travel-friendly, um, deep North division for USL League Two. I, I will say the uh, Bavarian United has a, a literally a Bavarian beer hall right next to the stadium, <laughs> um, literally like across the parking lot. It's it's uh, I've not been. I've heard good things. So um, that should be a pretty fun away trip for uh, for the Crows uh, and for the citizens this year. So if you can get a chance to, to do that, um, I know that there's been talk of, of trying to get buses and things like that. This might be the year we can that that citizens and, and Minneapolis City can finally make that happen and have some uh, fan uh, fan buses going to some of these games, um, which is pretty cool. And then, uh, as MJ alluded to, the schedule will be announced uh, Tuesday. Um, that's probably today if you're listening to this. At noon, if you already, um, if it's afternoon on Tuesday, uh, the schedule's out, so go check it out. 
uh, see and, and start planning your your soccer travels for uh, for the summer. Uh, otherwise, other news: Minneapolis City officially announced the Birds of a Feather kit. That was the the second of the four options that the members voted on. It is a the, it, this is an interesting kit. It's it's pretty it's spare it's sparse. It's unlike most Minneapolis City kits, um, which I'll say this with all with all due respect, often have a lot going on <laughs> um, design yeah. wise. Um, this one is uh, very simple. It's a white kit with a black collar um, and then has a, 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 a crow feather as sort of like a, a sash. So it's a, it's a, it's like a kit with a sash, um, but instead of a, an actual, just like sash bar, it is, it looks like a, 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 bird, a crow feather, which is pretty like cool. So, yep. Yeah. A little bit like a quill. So um, this is, is a, that, is that a real collar? It is. Give you a real intimidated collar. No, it's, it's, I think I'm pretty sure it's a real collar. Um, I know that two of the options had real collars, and then one were the non, you know, non collars. I'm pretty sure um, if I remember the designs that the that this was one of the ones that had a collar. MJ, correct me if I'm if I'm wrong there. Uh, I would say yes, but then when you see the back of the kit, it looks like a faux collar. Yeah. If you look at the back of the kit; it looks like it's 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 printed to, on on the front to look like a collar. So. Yeah, I don't know. I hope I hope it's not. I hope it's if it's a, if it's looks like a collar that's an actual collar. I mean, there are yeah. some buttons there at the top, so it makes sense. So, anyways, we'll we'll see it when they when it gets seen in in person. Uh, I know. I believe. I don't think we, we talked about like the price of the uh, Northern Light kit, but it's it's very expensive. They actually raised the price on the of the authentic kit. Um, this you know the Minneapolis City kits are all believe are sixty nine dollars, which is very nice. So if you're interested in this kit, no Minneapolis. And Minneapolis City in the past has done, and we talked about, they did two kits every year, um, sometimes three kits because they would do a throwback kit or something. Um, they mm -hmm. are switching to a different model going forward where they're just going to do one new kit every year and then use their uh, one of their previous kits. So this year they're doing a new sort of home uh, a home shirt um, mm -hmm. and they'll be using the oh, the the away shirts or the, the chain shirts for next year. And the next year they'll do a new chain shirt um, and keep this uh, uh, bird of a feather kit as as their home, their home shirt. So um, it's really helpful with the pocketbooks. You know, there's lots of good soccer merch that's out there, you know, with Minneapolis city, with Aurora, um, with all of the cool, um, you know, smaller designers that put stuff out on Twitter. Um, I think I'm very uh, pleasantly surprised and, and, and very excited that this is a, they're trying to keep things um, a little more uh, cost effective and friendly, cost friendly for, for folks. So pretty cool. You guys have any thoughts on, on the kit other than, We've talked about. I, I love it. Uh, it's the one that I voted for, or that I intended to vote for. <laughs> they, they 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 had not quite a a butterfly ballot with hanging chads, but they they did place the names of the kits below the pictures, not above them, and that throws me off. When they do that. <laughs> yes, you gotta take your time on voting. Um, Read the whole ballot. Read Don't the whole ballot first. Do. Don't just like skim it and like, oh yeah, this one. All right. Uh, okay. And then uh, you alluded to it. Uh, MJ and Minnesota Aurora, they got a new division as well. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, I'm so excited about this division. Now, first of all, uh, Caw Valley from Kansas City, they ended up in third place in the Harlan division. They were right behind uh, the Green Bay Glory. It's kind of sad to see them leave. Uh, St. Louis, uh, no wins well, losses. Um, it's not like they were 
horrible to play against in the sense that they were pushing and shoving and and kicking and pulling hair and all sorts of crazy things. Um, not that way, but they they were just out of their league. Um, hopefully, they will go back to WPSL or another league with their group where they can build gain confidence and and feel better about themselves. Um, but yeah, the the two those two uh, longish drives are are now gone, and because they're long drives that I do not want to go do, I'm happy they're out of the league. So who is in the league? Who who's in the this this new division? Heartland Division 2.0. Um, well, obviously Minnesota Aurora, Green Bay Glory, the runners up from last year, the two Chicago teams from last year, Chicago City and the Chicago Dutch Lions. Not to be confused with any of the other seven or eleven other Dutch Lions teams. Um, they're both back. But again, Rochester FC, same club that's putting in a men's USL League Two team, putting a women's team in USLW, also Bavarian United from Glendale, Wisconsin, and RKC from Racine, Kenosha. They are also putting teams in USLW. So more chance to sing, stand up if you hate Milwaukee. Um, I can't control that because I am not technically in Revanchalet and up in the press box, but you can bet your bottom dollar that I will be in the stands for city games singing it. And I just hope that some Revanchalet people take note and like, it, the, the, the lyrics are, are pretty, pretty simple. So uh, more chances to sing that. We got two Milwaukee teams in, in both leagues, fun road trips, fun beer drinking. Um, you know, uh, I don't care for the Scotty, uh, what is it that they, they do with mixed drinks that is not, this is the Scotty old fashioned or whatever, whatever, not doing that, but hey, great beer, great cheese. Get across the border. Hey, I'm there now. There you go. They should also be announcing their schedule um, uh, Tuesday at noon as well. So, again, if you're listening to this in the morning, um, keep an eye on the Twitter machines. Uh, and then um, if you're listening to it afternoon, uh, the schedule is probably out. Uh, you know, Miss Aurora, yeah, Aurora's uh, Twitter account announced that they will be uh, very busy this week. So I'm hoping that they're going to be dropping potentially a jersey or some new merch as well um, this year, this week. So, Keep an eye out for that. I don't, I don't, I honestly do not have any insight. Um, don't have any foreknowledge from Wes or anybody. Um, I'm just sort of speculating that they're going to be dropping a bunch of stuff uh, in the, uh, in their Twitter and, and Instagram, but you know, hopefully there's going to be some merch or except or a new, a new shirt as well. So it should be very cool. Um, again, very excited for Aurora's uh, second season. Uh, all right. Finally, we got to the point now where we can talk about the upcoming match against FC Dallas. Um, again, without you know knowing much about the rosters of these teams, um, you know we can only speculate a little bit. Uh, obviously, there are some uh, you know, players that we know about from FC Dallas. Uh, Paul Ariola being the big one, uh, former U.S. Men's National Team player, or I guess current U.S. Men's National Team player, uh, Jesus Ferreira, who played in the World Cup with the U S men's national team as well. Um, Marco Farfan has been a pain in the, in the side of Minnesota United for quite some time. Uh, Sebastian Legette, again, another former um, U S men's national team player, uh, Jimmy Maurer, uh fan favorite from his days with the cosmos, fuck the cosmos. Um, mm. MJ, anybody else? Cosmos. Yeah. Uh, anybody heckle, else? Heckle um, that goalkeeper. Fucking heckle that goalkeeper. <laughs> exactly. I'm um, not sure if he'll, if he'll start or, 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 or pay us to be starting, but yeah. 
So for sure. Um, Nanu, they're uh, two of their international defenders. Uh, Nanu, um, defender from Guinea-Bissau, is off to FC Porto. So uh, um, at the end of, of that loan from Porto. And uh, Joshua Quinones, uh, who is from Ecuador, returns to Barcelona, not the Spanish Barcelona, the Ecuadorian Barcelona, um, on loan. So those two loanies are, are out as far as their defensive depth. Um, also, uh, long time, probably the, we often talked about the only good defender they have or the one that kind of marshals their back line. Matt Hedges is, is gone to uh, Toronto FC. So um, got some new faces back on defense. Um, but yeah, like you said, some no name, some household names, not no names, opposite of that. Some household names on the uh, Minnesota United or <laughs> FB Dallas United States uh, men's national team with Parolola and Sebastian Zajet. Yeah, um, Paxton Pumical obviously is another name that you know we should look out for. Uh, Brendan Servina, Servania. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's gonna be a, it's a new look back line. There, the team is always very young. And if you guys remember, this Velasco. was a team that. Yeah, Velasco. This is the team that knocked us out of the playoffs last year. Uh, we drew 1-1 and then lost in penalty kicks uh, with Will Trapp being the only one who missed his penalty. So uh, there's some feedback for Minnesota. Um, we definitely want to win this game. It'll be tough. It is in Dallas. Luckily, it's going to be in February, so it should be like ball-sweatingly hot out there. It should be just regular hot uh, in Dallas. Um, not uh, 90 degrees at kickoff, so that should be nice. But still... Um, we have not done well in Dallas in the past, so that'll be a uh, an interesting interesting proposition for the Loons. Um, what do you guys think? What's the what's the result here? Um, MJ, I'll go to you first. We lose three nothing. Whoa! All right, right out the gate, <laughs> Jess. Yep. What are you thinking? Um, I think we lose two one. Okay. That's honestly a better prediction. <laughs> That's a way more realistic prediction. Uh, I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. Um, I think I'm going to be the optimist for this match. Uh, Weird. I, again, I think our defense is a lot better than it was last year. And, um, you know, I I, I just uh, – but I agree that I have no idea where the fuck our offense comes from. So um, it will be an interesting, interesting proposition. So, yeah, you can watch that one on Apple Plus uh, via MLS. As I mentioned, that game is free. I think all the games this weekend are free. Um, oh. I, we didn't talk too much about the broadcast. Um, I haven't got a chance to watch the replays yet, but they did a couple, I think, three uh, preseason matches uh, over the weekend. And oh, every, they did. Everybody was raving about the quality. Um, the actual pitch, it was great. The um, the, uh, the the audio quality was really good. The, the, the pre-post game shows were, were really good. The one thing that people complained about was some of the graphic packages were not super great. They were not quite up to speed yet. They're very minimal, mm. uh, which I'm sure I'm sure Apple, like I said, this is all going to be, this is all, we've talked about this when we talked about the, the Apple TV deal um, you know, right. earlier in the year. This is going to be a learning curve. There's going to be a big learning curve for both MLS um, as well as Apple. This is the first time a league's ever done something like this where all of their stuff is going to be um, stream, like streaming. Mm-hmm. And, that's gonna be, and that is the primary way to get it. So I think, there's, there will be some bumps and stuff, and I think we just got to 
you know, ideally, you know, we sort of like keep the faith. Um, like I said, it's a 10 year deal. So all the kinks are going to get worked out right away. But from my understanding, um, just watching from the games, the people I, people I know that watch the games, they, the picture quality was outstanding. And compared to some of the, I don't know if you guys, how many people heard who listen to this podcast, um, sort of like care about picture quality, but some of the places that we, that the loons would go to, um, looked like they were actually in standard definition. <laughs> like they did not yeah. have high definition cameras. Um, so the fact that every single, um, and I don't know the, the technical terms, um, I'm no Corey Strupple or anything like that, but the fact that every single uh, game will be in this high quality, like whatever, 1980 or something uh, pixels <laughs> or whatever they are. Um, and it, it just, it bodes really well for, for the league, for, you know, people who want to watch the, the games. Now, again, the question is, are you going to get enough casuals uh, interested in, in MLS? That's a whole other conversation. But if people watch the games, I think they're going to be very, very impressed with the quality of the production, both, you know, pregame, you know, during the game, postgame. I'm really interested to see what their whip around show looks like. So I'm very excited to, to look at that too. So hopefully all that will be, and I believe all the games are, are pretty much available on replay almost right after the game is done. So if you miss a game, you want to go back and watch it, you don't have to wait 24 hours or something like that, which they used to do in the, um, MLS pass or whatever that used to be that existed three or four years ago where you had to literally wait yes. for games. So I think games are pretty much available almost right away, which also is really cool. So, so yeah, so I guess we'll hold out reservation, you know, we'll hold out opinions on Apple till we've seen a couple games or whatever, but yeah, go ahead, MJ. Under ESPN plus, if you didn't have the VPN, like having to wait that week or two weeks for, you know, Oh, you were in the home market. You don't get this game. Right. Right. So in that respect, it'd be pretty cool. So, okay, guys, uh, anything else you want to discuss before we log off and, and get ready for the first match of the season? No. Go Loons. Cool. That's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. Um, thank you, everybody who's listened to the podcast over the winter, whoever everybody listened to our World Cup stuff. Uh, that was super awesome. I think we, I think we did a pretty good job. Um, again, hopefully we're going to be doing stuff with the, uh, the Minnesota Football Show crew this year um we i need to start talking to those guys and we need to start figuring out what we want to we want to do maybe do some uh some actually like some you know, live watch alongs or something like that that might be something cool that we could do uh i know eric doesn't care so much about minnesota united as much at this point but maybe for an aurora game or two we could do a we could do a, a live watch along or something anyways um if you have any thoughts or ideas on that send them our way or send them to the minnesota football show and yeah looking forward to the this is well the what see 1718 the seventh season of the Dave's I know podcast is, is about to kick off as long as well as Minnesota United seventh season. So thank you everybody who's been with in us MLS. since the start. Thank you. Yeah, in MLS. Well we've been in yes, we the Dave's I know has only been involved since the MLS since the inception of the MLS team. So um we are the longest running uh Minnesota United soccer podcast at this point. So Woo! take that fifty five one. Although I know they're recording a, a preview show tonight. So that would probably be well, more, way more informative than we were. So definitely give that one a listen. But yeah, um, we've been around. Uh, we've been around the longest. So take that for what it's worth. So thank you, MJ. Um, take that you guys want... <laughs> uh, Patreon.com slash Dave's I know if you want to support that. Uh, always at TDIKMN on Twitter. If you have any hot takes or whatever. Uh, I'm at Texas Zeller. MJ is at MJ Matsui. And just is at Jessica144083. Niner. 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 Two. Um, 
thanks everybody. Uh, we look forward to joining you. Hopefully you look, you look forward to joining us on this journey of another MLS season, uh, number seven. Highs, so. the lows, we'll laugh, we'll cry, we'll laugh <laughs> so hard, we'll cry, we'll cry so hard, we'll laugh. It'll be great. Yep. Yep. All right. Thank you everybody. Uh, we've been the Dave, you know, this is the Dave. Land here become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Through the act we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son.